Well, I have a microphone, and you don't. So you will listen to every damn word I have to say! going we're on episode 142 hey buddy we're back uh what was that well um now you've been out of the hospital for a little bit of time how are we doing well it's weird because i i thought i was doing i went to my doctor yesterday not to make any i went yesterday and it made like i thought i was doing way i like i showed up and i wanted her to be like because i'm feeling better every day i wanted her to be like dude you're like killing it like your life's gonna be normal in like a week, but it was like way more like yeah, you're where you're supposed to be. You still got a lot long way to go. And it was just very disheartening. I mean, it's good, you know, it's good to be to know you're healthy. What does that mean? You have a long way to well, go. Well, it's just like a lot more medicines and stuff coming. Okay. And I was just like, I I expected her to be like, dude, you're like. We You're completely need, healed. We're just going to take you off all the medicine. I mean, it's absurd to think that, but that's kind of what I thought. <laughs> um, but it's funny because I um, I go out and, uh, like, I haven't been, because before, before I went to the hospital, I was quarantined because I thought I had coronavirus for so long. I haven't, like, you think that I don't like to interact with society as it is. Like, I'm going to be like Nell when, like, this shit's over. Like, I'm not even going to know how to communicate with people. You're not going out anymore? No, what I'm saying is, I don't know, I don't even know, like... Where are they? I went to the post office today, and I was like... I couldn't even get through, like, handing off a, like, package. <laughs> like, everything just... I mean, I don't know. It's just... It's going to be weird. It's like, you know... Anyway... Uh, one of the things I didn't talk about last week that I thought was really cool that I just wanted to bring up real quick about being in the hospital was, you know how everybody bangs pots and pans and stuff at seven and they, or, you know, like all different cities have different things. Uh, yeah, yeah. Outside of our hospital of UCLA, which is where I was at, um, every Saturday night at 7 p.m. there was a giant motorcade of, of cars and with signs and people just driving and honking for like, it would take like 30 minutes for them. They just keep coming around and it was like really cool. And people like totally appreciated it. It was like, I took some video. It's not very good, but it was just kind of awesome, you know, to say thankful. Thank you to all the nurses and doctors and stuff. I, I wasn't not part of that. Just no, that. I know you weren't part of that. I'm just telling you that it was happening. <laughs> And I feel bad now that you're like, no one came. No. They're yeah. for other people. No, I mean, me. they weren't doing it for me. They were doing it for the nurses and doctors to say thank you. know, like, why would yeah. you Why would you feel the need to do that? Anyway. Uh, uh, and then, like, there was one night I was there. I think it was the, a Friday where all the cops came and did it. And there was, like, 100 cop cars out just blaring their lights and sirens and stuff to say thank you. It was, like, really cool stuff. And then I get, like, 
I don't know. I've been like, you know, on the internet quite a bit lately, <laughs> as we all are. And I start seeing all these conspiracy theories. And I don't know if you're following this whole thing with the, um, the woman who says that Fauci is like a, has money and all this and between Bill Gates and Fauci that they're making all like that this, that they're doing this for, to control us and all that stuff. Have you seen all those videos? No. Ugh. It's a nightmare. I have, cause I have a lot of friends and people I like who like believe this stuff. And I'm like, it makes me, you know, look, I think yeah, you, know, you don't have to read it. <laughs> Thanks. But you know, <laughs> I, I like that. Um, you know, I like to keep an open mind. I like to know what people are thinking. Some of these people who believe this stuff are intelligent people. Um, so I like to like understand, you know, I don't want to just shut it off. But at the same time, I get really mad because I'm like, all right, man, I just spent like three weeks in the hospital. All these people is working their asses off, like risking their lives, like just to help people. And you like, you know, you really, it sobers you. You're like, oh man, it's pretty awesome. And then I got like some chick, Michelle, I went to high school with posting every 20 minutes on her Facebook about how everything's a hoax to keep us, you know, in population control. And I'm like, uh, so did all those people who like went to medical school and do, do all that stuff, like don't believe them. They're all sheep. Like. You know, it just makes me mad. Anyway, that's uh, that's my my rant for today. Okay. Um, so today's show is going to be uh, a little different. We're going to have some guests. Um, last month, I, well, God, it was so long ago. We had on your niece. Yeah. Uh, to explain her quarantine uh, and how homeschooling and everything's going with her. Uh, you scared the bejesus out of her with ghost stories and hazmat yeah, suits. <laughs> so uh, this week we're gonna have on my nephews, um, and they're gonna they're gonna tell us about their experience. Um, it, I'd appreciate appreciate if you didn't scare them. Um, uh, but you know, challenge challenge it as much as you need to. Um, <laughs> uh, and then we're gonna get into uh, our old, kind of our old format, where we're gonna go over what we've been watching mostly. Um, you know, we're gonna talk a little bit about Seinfeld doc, uh, uh, stand up, the Bulls documentary, uh, Beastie Boys movie, and the challenge. So um, that's exciting. Um, real quick, do you do you know anything about this UFC fight this weekend? Uh, in terms of what? Like that, they're like how they're doing it. Well, we can get into that, but if I'm going to just cut to the chase, who who should I put money on? Because I need to gamble. Oh, um, the guy with the the kind of like crazy ears is really good. I don't <laughs> uh, Why did I have a feeling you were going to say something like that? Dude, he's really good. I I, I don't. Well, I've seen him, uh, Ferguson. Ferguson okay. is really good. So what's he? What's he's minus two hundred. I think two so. to one. Yeah, let me see. I'm pulling it up right now. I think that sounds right. Um, yeah. Okay. I just, think he's uh, he's gonna win. It just would be so exciting to get to gamble on something. 
So do you know how they're doing it? Yeah, there's all this crazy like stuff. So they're basically they're basically you get an hour when only two people could be in the when you're like basically the trainer and you to warm up in the locker room. Um, I don't know. It's like a whole thing that they were talking about on Sports Center. It seems a little excessive, right? But. Uh, and then, like, as soon as the thing's over, they have to go back to the hotel. And then the new people come in and take their place. Um, so basically, like, that whole entourage has to clear out before another fight uh, card or whatever the, whatever the fight people, like, come in. I don't know. It's just, it seems a little extreme, but, hey, they got it on. Yeah. Um, I'm still, my computer is like really slow right now because of running this. So I'm having trouble pulling up. I have to, I've had to reboot it for about a month, like update it. And I haven't done it because I've just had so many windows open. So I, I don't know if you can pull it up, but I think it two to one sounds about right. On ESPN it says minus 200. So. Okay. All right. Well, at least we know a name. Is, is it, is it going to be pay-per-view or is it on regular TV? On pay-per-view. Yeah. All right, so I guess that brings us to and Habib. Habib was supposed to fight, right? But uh, he couldn't get into the country. Oh, okay. Yeah, because see. of the COVID stuff. Interesting. Look at this. Look at all this insight. I'm glad I asked. I asked the right guy. Yeah, it takes away a little bit from the uh, from the main event, but whatever. Yeah. People are gonna be chopping at the bits to uh, watch anything. So. It's true. It's true. And I, like I said, people like me are chomping at the bit to just have something to like do with like gambling. You know? Apparently the Valley Girl movie, the remake, is supposed to be pretty good. What, what does that have to do with anything that we're talking about? Stuff to do this weekend. Oh. To watch this weekend. But anyway. Okay. Uh, anyway. All right. So are we going? Let's do this. So uh, yeah, I'll I'm going to uh, get on the the boys and uh, get that all squared away. And and when we come back, uh, we'll um, we'll interview some kids about uh, what they're going through in coronavirus. Do you want to hear my? Uh... Actually, that sounds horrible. They don't have coronavirus. We're going to be interviewing them about what it's like to be homeschooled and all that kind of stuff. And we'll probably hear about some dinosaurs or something. So did you hear, uh, I guess before we do that, I have a note. Oh, good. I've been uh, following this weird story out of, out of Charleston about uh, on May 1st, this woman uh, who is like a, she does nails. Okay. And apparently she like was going to, Apparently that's breaking quarantine. Actually, South Carolina broke or came back to work early. So she ends up going to this person's house to do her nails. And apparently she showed up kind of drunk or high. And she was like walking up the driveway and she saw like a, they have a pond in their yard. And she saw an alligator. 
And so she starts, like, going to get a closer look at the alligator. And one of the neighbors sees her doing this, right? And just starts screaming that that alligator, like, grabbed a deer, I guess, like, a day before that, uh, a couple of days um, earlier that week. And so they were yelling at her not to go near it. And she, like, reportedly, the, the person who said this, said that she turned to her and says, I don't look like a deer. <laughs> and she moved closer, apparently trying to touch it. Oh, boy. The 10-foot alligator attacked her oh. and grabbed her, uh, grabbed her leg, like snatched onto her leg. She didn't even scream or anything. And then she, like, looked... She turned around while, she, while the alligator's on her leg. She, like, looks back at the woman, the neighbor, and says, her last words were, I guess I won't do this again. Oh. And then, and then the alligator, like, pulled her under and killed her, basically. Oh, my God. So, weird story. Uh, I feel like she must have been on some serious drugs. Uh... They, uh, they ended up killing the alligator and taking it from the ponds afterwards. Wow. But it had lived at the pond for 20 years. Um, it had never really, like, attacked any... Apparently, it never attacked any sort of humans or anything. Um, so, I don't know, just a weird story that this woman would just, like, keep walking towards an alligator and get touched. Um, I just like that she had the sense of humor to make like one last zinger on her way down. I know. Um, she's, the only, she's only the third person in South Carolina history to be killed by an alligator. Huh. All three other fatal attacks occurred in 2016, with two being in Charleston, the third in Illinois. So, yeah. You said that you've been following this story. Now, is there more? Is there any follow up? Is there more? <laughs> more detail? No. That was the. I was looking at it before we came on. That's like the most details we got. Uh, that apparently everyone thinks she was high or something because she just wouldn't listen to the neighbor yelling at her, telling her not to do anything. It's weird. Well, this is a great segue into uh, when my my nephews get to listen to their themselves on on the radio for the first time. They'll they'll hear that story first and. Shudder and fear. So, would you, would you like? Congratulations. Would you like me to scare your uh, your nephews and alligator attacks? Yeah, sure, sure. Um, no, it's good. Um, any other notes? That's it. Cool. All right. Well, uh, I'm going to pause here, and we'll come back with their names are Cash and Boone. We'll be back with them in a moment. Okay. So here we are. Um, There's we- our segment in Youth in America. Yeah, this is how we learn how to talk to the youth of America. Um, we've got two uh, young gentlemen on with us. What's, what, are, what are your guys' names? Cash Boone. Cash and Boone. How, how old are you? Seven. Wow. You guys are both seven, right? Yeah. Yes. Your sisters? And we're twins. Oh, you're twins. Older. Oh, you're brothers, not sisters, right? Yeah, we're brothers. <laughs> Which, which one of you is older? Um, well, I'm five minutes older. Okay. Well, Just five minutes. 
So uh, your 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 mom told me, or your dad told me, that you guys were doing some kind of apocalypse just now earlier today. Yeah, like um, little like um, fake like little um toy things. Okay, so what and, happens in the apocalypse? Um. We got called Guess Who. Um, the Guess Who thing. Um, with all the like people you could you could um possibly possibly be and the other person guesses. Um, the red one. Um, what's supposed to be is is something that um like takes people's soul when they like um get close to to um it. Okay. That, yeah, that, that sounds. Boone, does that sound right? Did he do a good job describing it? Good job, Boone. All right. Um, so, just some quick questions for you guys. How uh, how's school going? Good. Yeah. Homeschool. Yeah. So, how do you like homeschool? Really good because our mommy is our teacher. Oh, are you going to suck up to mom? You're going to say, okay. How good of a teacher is mom? Um, one of the best teachers. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I mean, you know you're not going to get extra points for this, right? Listen, she's not one of the best teachers because she doesn't teach. She's teaching yeah, now. Yeah, but, she, but um, at home school, um, um, she's really... He's fun and good at homeschool to so, me. That's awesome. She's, kick, she's kicking she's butt. The best huh? homeschool teacher. I love it. How about, how about um, you, Booner? Um, about what? How's homeschool going for you? Right? Yeah. So um, do, you guys not, do you guys not see your teacher at all? Like, you don't go online? And yeah, we go, on, um, we go online. Yeah, except Friday, which is today, which was so quick. It was so quick today. So do you see your teacher when you go online, or is it just to do activities? Um, we we um, see our teacher and some of our friends. Oh, you okay. get to see some friends? Yeah, we see some of our friends. Oh, that's cool. Um, well, let me ask you this. So... When you used to go to school, who picked out your outfits? Did you pick out your own outfits, or does your mom do it? Um, our mom did. Okay, yeah, so now that you're homeschooling, who's picking out your outfits, you or your mom? Still our mom. Oh. <laughs> I thought you were getting to wear some, some stuff that you'd want to wear, because I know the last time I saw you, Cash was wearing a, a Viking helmet, so... Okay. That's the only time. I'm not supposed to. And when I'm going in the pool, because it would float to the surface or sink, and it would get wet. Okay. That's, that sounds that sounds right. Um, Do you, I mean, guys, you guys have a pool? No, no we don't have a pool. So where, what pool do you go to? Um, um, our, our grandmothers and our grandpas, um, they... um. They 
What do you like better, a pool that's just for the family or a pool that everybody can go to? question is about like lunchtime like yeah so how's lunchtime changed now that you're in homeschool versus regular school um homeschool now we don't have to bring lunch boxes but but you get what's that boo you eating the same things Okay, so let me ask you this. When you'd go to school with your lunchbox, do you ever trade in, trade food with other kids? No. Okay. That is, that is a school rule. Oh, really? No lunches. Oh, see, that, it's a school I, rule. I see I'm learning something every day. I didn't know that. Okay. All right. Well, what food, what, what is, like, what, I know I asked you this last week when we were talking. What food, when you can go out and go wherever you want, are you looking forward to going out and eating the most? Um, I would say Rockin' Brews. Oh, nice. It has a playground. Yeah. Um, so you don't have to just sit in in the, like, benches where you get your food and be bored. Or you have a playground that you can play in. I like it. So when you go out, so when you go out to eat with uh, people, you're bored with um, their company, so you have to go play on the. No, I mean, I mean, in <laughs> waiting for the food. Right, I got you. Always entertain, Boone. You have a place that you're looking forward to, or something, some specific food. No? Okay. Well, you think of something. I just want you to chime in, you know. Cash will answer everything. <laughs> um, is there anything, how about this, Boone? Is there anything you miss that you're not getting to eat that you wish you could have that, that you haven't had in a while? Um, a dessert? No. Uh, I have it almost every day, though. <laughs> okay. Not almost. Yeah, almost every day, not a lot, and not too soon, not too far away. Okay. Well, it's a good way to look at it. Um, we don't eat it every day, and we don't eat it, like, once a week. 
Okay. All right. All right. That's fair. I know. Listen, I know your parents are, they're doing the, I know they're looking, they're going to give you the right amount. They're going to be good. Yeah. You're good. Um, have a balanced meal every day. <laughs> that's good. That's really good. Um, let me ask you about school. Do you have a favorite subject at school? Um, uh, oh, um, ST math. Math? ST math. What's that? Love the way you say Gigi. Gigi. Um. Uh, so what? So what are you guys watching these days? What? What's on uh, the schedule in terms of uh, watching some movies and stuff? What are you guys watching? Oh, um, they're only like DIY um side. That's one of the um shows we watch for um school and. Others are just like nature shows, and my favorite nature show was is um was King Cobras. Mm. Have you seen the show Aquarium on uh, Animal Planet? What? Have you seen the show The Aquarium on Animal Planet? No. You should watch it. It's really good. It's about the. Uh... It takes place at the aquarium in Atlanta, Georgia. And it's just how they take care of all the fish. And it's, it's like, uh, it's pretty interesting. It's good stuff. Okay. Um, but what about, what about personal? Like, any cool movies? Like, do you have a movie recommendation you guys would make? And I, Boone, I want to well, hear one from you too, pal. Um, a movie? Yeah, like a cool movie you guys saw. Or, One of my favorites I've seen so far is is um in um this um in the quarantine is Trolls World Tour. Trolls World Tour, that's a I loved that movie. It was so cool. You like the music? You like the music? Have you seen it yet? No, I haven't seen it yet. It's really cool. I'm not gonna spoil it for you. Well, thanks, pal. <laughs> We, yeah, we do that a lot on this on this show, so let's go. <laughs> How about you, Boone? Trolls was it good? Um, it's okay. Okay. What what did what, what have you seen that you like more? He doesn't really like trolls. <laughs> no, that's all right. What do you what do you like, Boone? What 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 have we seen lately? Um, I I. 
or t- or TV? What do you like on TV right now? What about? Do you like any Marvel movies? You like the Avengers? Or? Um, yeah, yeah, we have. We're gonna we're gonna um, watch Avengers, uh, the Infinity War, and also the next one. <laughs> nice. Okay. Yeah. Who's who's your favorite Avenger? Um. Thor. How about you, Boone? Or Cash? Hulk. Hulk. Yeah, see, I yeah. know that. I, I know the answer to this, but our audience doesn't know the answer to this, so I have to tell, you know, I have to ask you. You want to know my Hulk voice? Yeah. <laughs> That's my Hulk voice. That's really good. That was really good. Thank you. I, 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 do, I, I do. My I talk like Hulk all the time. <laughs> That's um, my normal voice. I like to leave it there, but I figured I, I got one more question for me. Do you have any more questions, G? I have one question. Okay, what's yours? Okay. All right, so you heard that the schedule for the Rams came out, and they're playing the Cowboys week one. Who you got? Who's going to win that game? Um, Ram, Rams know, versus Cowboys. Come on. It's your mom and dad's teams. Yeah, it's your, it's your family's team. Who's going to win, but I'm rooting for the Rams. I love the Rams. It's my favorite football team. Nice. Good boy. Um, Boone, Boone are you, you're more of a Chargers guy, right? Right, Boone? What? You, you like the Chargers more? Yes. Yeah. My favorite. Chargers Chargers got some new uniforms that look really cool. I guess. Hopefully, hopefully we get to go to that game, you know. I know. Uh, my last question was, I just wanted one cool fact about dinosaurs. Like some kind of cool dinosaur, something, some dinosaur story or fact, just something, something new you learned recently about um, any kind of dinosaur. It isn't something new. I knew it a long time ago, but it's a really cool fact. Did okay. you know that a grown-up T-Rex's um, arm is the size of a human arm, but to the T-Rex, it's a really tiny little arm. That is a tiny arm. So wait, so you're trying to tell me that T Rex's arm is the same size as one of our arms, even though they're like yeah. giant? Yeah. But to him, since he's giant, the arms are really tiny to him. Okay. All right. Well we pre that's a good fact. We'll have to do this again and, and you can tell us something different. Uh you guys have anything else you want to say to the world before we go? Oh, um, So how did you how did you make it? Um, I didn't make it. I just found on the, the that flower in our garden, and it looked the um petals looked like part of the Dilophosaurus frill, and I thought it looked beautiful, and I called it Dilophosaurus frill. I mean Dilophosaurus flower. All right. Well. Can you, I like you, that you see beauty in the world. If you can grow more of those, let's let's start um, monopolizing that so we can make money off of selling them. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, I'm going to, uh, I guess we'll cut off there. Um, thank you guys for for joining us on the show. And girls. And girls. What, 
Okay. Well, thank you, everybody. What, what girls were here? Mom? Your teacher? Your teacher? The best teacher in the yeah, world? The best yeah. In the world. Well, okay. Well, she was, you know, you, you did all the, you guys did all the heavy lifting. So, um, we're just saying thank you. It was, it was fun talking to you and, uh, we'll, we'll have to do this again. Okay. 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 So that, that kind of went exactly how I thought that was going to go. It really did. Um, yeah, one of my uh, nephews is, he, he's uh, not shy. I mean, if we, we, could, we, could, we could do like a full hour with him. He'd sit there and just tell you more of those kinds of stories. And then the other one is, uh, is a little more shy about stuff. So um, anyway, so that's what's going on in Redondo Beach, California. If, uh, yeah, now we got to find another. Uh, I know. I'm trying to think of who else we have in our lives that we could pimp out their kids to be online with, uh, on, on the radio with us. Because now I, I feel like we're getting our question groove going, you know? It's our second go. Yeah, we need a, uh, we need a teenager now. Oh. We need a Some kids that just don't really don't want to hear us. And God, I, I don't know if I have, like, teenagers, that scares me just because... I still can't relate to the fact that I'm as old as I am. So when when I have to talk to someone way, way young, I become really like, I don't know, um, self-conscious, I guess. Anyway, maybe I got over it. Who knows? Um, all right, let's talk about some, um, some, some real adult stuff like the challenge. Do you want to start with the challenge? No, we can, we can end with the challenge. Um, hey, real quick, do you, have you watched Waco? I just watched the first episode. Uh, eh. It's really weird to see uh, Taylor Kitsch's David Koretch. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right, so what do you want to start off with here? Should we start with the he's beast? He's disappeared, huh? Well, I, he, I guess he was losing weight for this thing because he's, he's, he's either he was in the hospital for 19 days too or he, he did some real work to lose some weight for this. But, uh, you know, it, it's a little dramatic so far. It's like, what do you expect? Um, yeah. so what do you want to start with then? Should we start with the Beastie Boys documentary? Sure. All right. Let's start with the Beastie Boys documentary. Um, so they, uh, on Apple TV, they just released, um, this, it's not really a documentary. It's a performance directed. I know. That, that, that was, I wasn't prepared for that. Oh, really? So my mindset was a little off when I was watching it. So, this maybe is, it had something to do with like my opinion of it. No, your opinion is probably pretty close to my same opinion, and a couple other people's I've talked to. Um, so it, basically, the Beastie Boys came out last year with a book called Beastie Boys Book, um, which was I, I read it. It's, I I love. I mean, I love. I mean, I think we all do love the Beastie Boys. But like, it was this huge book, and the chapters were written by different like people in their lives and them and it's just a bunch of stories and it's basically a lot of the stories they told throughout this this documentary um it was cool to see the visuals with them you know um that was the thing i really liked about this but um uh while i love you know the the footage i, I could listen to those two guys talk about their whole lives like at, at you know at nauseum i gotta say that the documentary itself is a mess yeah, or the movie uh, is a mess. Yeah, the movie. 
Here, here's the biggest. So I went back and I, I checked. And so they did six performances, and this was the final one. But they also did like rehearsals, and they did multiple like takes of this thing. Uh, not takes, but they filmed the last episode or the last uh, performance. So like when I was watching it, like a lot of their emotional beats seemed so manufactured. Yes. Like a lot of the crying and the laughing, like we're just so kind of fake laughter and fake crying. I don't want to say it's fake crying because obviously. No, I don't think it was fake crying. I mean, I I think that was it was real, but but you're right. The emotion it wasn't it wasn't raw. It wasn't it's something that they've been doing a couple nights. I got you. But I mean, I'm I'm sure it was personal each time. But I I know what you mean. listening to all the LA stuff uh, when they came out to LA. You know, I didn't realize that Paul Boutique, was, as they said at the, uh, I think it was said in like the end credits or something, uh, that now looking back on it, Paul's Boutique was like one of their best albums. And at the time, like just tanked and no one wanted anything to do with it. For some reason, I didn't remember that. Yeah, I didn't remember that till I was till I read the book either. Because to me, so I mean, I I liked, I liked. Uh, we'll, let's go through our history of the Beastie Boys, I guess, a little bit here. So obviously, License to Ill comes out, and we all liked it. And, and even if even if you didn't like it or whatever, when you're like, I don't know, how old were we? Like thirteen, fourteen when that comes out. Um, like it's a cool thing. You're gonna just be into it. You know, it's on MTV. Uh, you know, Crush Groove was a cool movie at the time. Um, I don't know, like, so after that, um, you know, I, I know we were like in, we're in high school when Paul's Boutique comes out, and I remember getting that album, and we used to listen to it while we played basketball almost every day. It was like in the regular, it was like Paul's Boutique and Straight Out of Compton. So me and the other ten, like lily white suburban boys in shrewsbury and little silver new jersey would play basketball too but man like we loved it and i never thought thought about the fact that nobody else was listening to that album um i remember i had shadrach that song shadrach was my voicemail song on my on my phone on my parents line which they loved because it was just a woman screaming while she's singing but um it was interesting too when uh you know, after they toured for License to Hill, that they just hated it, and they thought they were jokes and all this stuff, and then that whole story about how he was back in his hometown and he saw the girl that was in their original band before they had to kick her out um, at a convenience store, and he, like, didn't say hello because he was kind of embarrassed of what they became, because they set out to do one thing and then they became like these party bro like guys that just like got hammered and like became the people that they're making fun of yeah that was you're right that's an awesome story so that girl the Kate is her name she was a drummer in um, Luscious Jackson I always I I feel like Luscious Jackson's like one of those bands that just never got their due that's so underrated I went and saw them Live, I think I saw them twice, uh, and they were so good. 
I saw him in a little place and I saw him open up for REM. Um, but in the little place, they were so like when they were the headliner, they were so good. Um, and I wanted, you know, I, I wanted more of that. Um, cause it, it is, it's really, and I, I started watching Shangri-La on Showtime and it's kind of interesting to see the balance of who Rick Rubin's become versus who he was then. Because Rick Rubin's obviously a brilliant guy. Yeah, he's like, yeah, he's like a huge yeah. music person. I mean, this year alone, he's put out two of the best albums. He produced two of the best albums, um, to me. And um, he, it, so it's so it's, it's interesting. How, you know, you see that. Um, but also the fact that they got that they were like broke. I mean, could you ever imagine that, like the Beastie Boys being broke? Yeah, you know, because they, they were in breach of their contracts or something, because they hadn't put out an album in like forever. Yeah, and so when they did like "Check Your Head" and "No Communication," which is my, those are my two favorite Beastie Boy albums, and then probably yeah, third is Paul's Boutique. Yeah, um, I don't know. I just thought I, I the thing I really hated about it. Well, the thing I that disappointed me about it one was they really skip through the last couple albums and um i like i like some of the, a lot of that stuff i like hello nasty i really liked the five burrows even though people don't love it um i just i don't know like i was i went and saw them on that tour and um i was just really into that so i kind of didn't like how they skated through the end and then and then they also kind of skated through his death yeah, they didn't spend... You're right. It just kind of happened abruptly and then it was over. Yeah, they were just like, oh, we didn't know this was going to be the end and then all of a sudden he's dead. Yeah. Like, apparently, like, was that how it happened or did they know? Well, no, he had been, he had been struggling before. Yeah. But, like, when you read the book, the book's way more... It gets way more... It's way more about uh, MCA than than the than this this was and and it's good i mean they do do a good amount of of paying homage to him throughout it but the book is he's way more focused of it because they, they're kind of like he's the guy that did everything like and when you when you like hear it they're like you know they're like this is before the internet how does he know that this is how this works like he just figures this out he just found a way to learn shit that he would know nobody else would know but um yeah, I'm, I'm with you that they do just kind of end it that way. The other, and the thing that you start looking when you watch it, like, there's so much time wasted on stupid shit like the prompter. And it's just, oh, yeah. it's just so annoying. Like, it's just, I don't need, like, look, I like Spike Jones. I like Spike Jones movies. I'm sure he's a pretty fun guy. I was watching a, a Reddit uh, interview with them afterwards. They did like an hour online with fans. And I, I really liked Spike. It was the three of them. And Spike Jones is a is an engaging, like, funny guy. And they're like, they're basically like, dude, imagine, like, how, this is how lucky we were. And Jonah Hill was a producer on this. So they brought him in on the phone, too. And he was, I think he either he brought it up or one of them brought it up. They're like, basically, Spike was just our friend with, like, a camera. Like, we all have a friend who shoots a bunch of shit. And they're like, just imagine, like, that guy that you were friends with who was shooting you doing dumb shit happens to be Spike Jones, so he can make it into like cool music videos that seem like yeah. you know um it, it ended abruptly too yeah it wasn't an organic ending it was no. just like 
all of a sudden, like the credits started rolling, and I was like, "What?" Yeah, and, and so I liked, I liked all the after credits. Stuff. Yeah, so I was gonna say that was the sneaky best part was everything after that. Um, but but the the whole going back to the prompter and making that part of the show, it just didn't. There doesn't need to be a gimmick to it. There doesn't need to be a thing. Like we just want to hear you tell us these stories. There's this great story that they didn't have in it that got cut out, where for like I, I don't know, 25 years or 30 years. They've been playing this joke. They've been playing this joke on um, Ad Rock that he had this stone that kept popping up in his backpack everywhere they went on tour, and he'd throw it, and or like this little figure, some action figure, something that somebody gave him when he was like in Japan, and he thought it was haunted, or he thought there was something wrong. It kept showing up in his backpack because they kept every time he'd throw it, someone one of them would go get it. And they'd keep it, and then like three years later, they'd remember to just slip it into his backpack to freak him out, you know, shit like that. And you like those are the kinds of stories I want to hear more of that, and yeah. less of, oh, the teleprompter's not working right, you know. It's like, but anyway, I mean, I, it wasn't a waste of time. It was nice to spend two hours with those guys, wouldn't you say? Yeah, no, it wasn't a waste of time. It was just like. I would have preferred a more traditional uh, documentary. Sure. That makes sense. Especially yeah. when we're watching, and this will be my natural segue, such an f- intense documentary over on ESPN uh, about Jordan and the Bulls. Yeah. So these, That's a good segue. these new two episodes we just had were numbers uh, five and six. Um, these were pretty awesome. And I don't know if they're the most, like, you know, my uh, lady friend likes to watch this with me. I don't know. She, I, I, she started tuning out in five and six. She was really into, like, the first couple, and I get it. But to me, and I think to probably a lot of people, I don't think I'm alone in this by any means, this is the stuff you want to see. Like, him gambling with the security guards behind the scenes. Like, him hating this, like being stuck in a hotel because he can't do things like what his life is becoming. You can see it all spiraling out of control and it's pretty, it's pretty intense and pretty like pretty amazing to see. Yeah. And then of course all the dream team stuff, uh, was really, uh, a highlight of his career and I don't know. It was, it was awesome. Yeah. The dream, you're right. The dream teams. I'm so glad they showed some of that practice because, um, you know, apparently there's tapes of their practice scrimmages and it's considered the best games ever played. Like, I love that footage of Magic talking shit to him the whole time. And, and, and that's the thing, you, you know, everybody loves Magic. Magic's got the big smile. Jordan was this guy, like, you know, super charismatic and could sell anything. And then you see them, like, what killers they are in a scrimmage with each other. Uh, and Barcelona and it's like so intense and you see who they really are and it's like as competitors and it was awesome yeah and then Barkley asked uh, or told him like I guess we shouldn't have talked so much shit yeah yeah (laughs) I don't know I'm with you I I loved all the Dream Team stuff Uh, I I don't want the series to end Um, what like I'm it's it's interesting because it's done you know like we were talking about last week about I was saying you know Ken Burns is like I I would never do a documentary where 
I the production companies also with like part of the talent and all that stuff. But I think if you're look, you know, because and I and I said I ultimately agree with them because we've talked a lot about how music documentaries have just become big commercials for for the band or for whoever. This seems to be striking just the right balance. I mean, some of it has to be that the talent, you know, that the subjects willing to, you know, to be vulnerable and let you use that stuff. But this is, I hope that this is a template that other documentaries can look at and be like, yeah, that's how you tell a story like that while still being involved. Because it's, it's been really well done, really delicately done. Yeah, uh, and I thought that, I guess like now that he's getting older in the, in the timeline of things, um, you're going to start seeing more frustration and kind of like him not being so uh, Michael Jordan-esque. We want to see when he's like pissed off and like, you know. When he's out drinking and playing cards and... Using his stature for... Meeting women. Yeah, to get in. I don't even know if they're going to do all that, but I hope so. Right. Um, Where do you come out on Pippin and everything? He's a very polarizing figure to me in this. He's way too quiet. He doesn't seem like he fought for anything. Uh, I mean, I still think, you know, he's like one of the best players in the NBA of all time. But he doesn't really, if Jordan wasn't there, I don't, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what I'm trying to say, but it's just, he's just kind of like, he got where he was at. He probably could have been bigger if he would have fought for, it seems like, according to this, he didn't really fight for, you know, his his net worth. I don't know. Yeah, so, okay, so I found episode two. I, I, I didn't know. Terrible. Yeah, it was really. <laughs> no, that was terrible. I could have brought in Boone for that segment. Um, I. That was a really bad <laughs> segment. We could probably cut that up. I, I would say, like, so the second episode, I didn't know a lot of Pippin stuff. Like, I was I was such a Jordan guy that, like, I liked Pippin, but I was like, what, you know, I was kind of whatever. I didn't I didn't realize the, the whole story about him just being an equipment manager who had a growth spurt and then became this, like, great basketball player is pretty incredible. And so everything that lines up to set him up to where he is throughout this documentary of being this underpaid um, superstar. It's so fascinating because he was a quiet, humble guy to begin with and then learned he was just being taken advantage of for that and had every right to get mad. But I feel like he handled every adversity wrong. Um, I don't mean wrong necessarily. I mean, I, I kind of, I mean, I understand it. I just feel like anytime there was like a huge adversity and they'll probably get into this in the next couple episodes because obviously Jordan leaves and Kukoc gets the last shot against the Knicks and Pippen sits it out on the bench. Um, things like that, I just feel like he always handled just the wrong way. Like his, he, you, you understand why he's handling it that way, but there's just a better way than the way he handled it. And um, I, I had a friend ask me... You said it a lot better than I did. Well... Some you know I I've been thinking about this a lot so I had a lot of time uh, I mean because I, I I've seen I've seen the first couple episodes twice now 
because I, I just love this. I'm not deleting it from my DVR. Um, well, then it's going to be on Netflix, I think, eventually, so then I can. Yay. Uh, no, but, like, um, the the thing about... So so when he when he gets in those situations, like, you want to root for him, but he, he just kind of handles it wrong, and, and he comes off bad, but he's... People still love him. Um, what was I going to say about Pippin? But... Uh, Shit, I lost my train of thought. That's great. This, this whole segment's going to shit. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I, I'm, not, I'm a sure. great, not a great Pippin. Uh, no, not a great... <laughs> kind of goes along with with everything. But it is amazing how... I, I, did, I guess at the time I didn't realize just how good he was and how he basically changed the whole position, you know, because he was a point guard who grew... So he could have the ball, you know. He's like the the first real point forward. Um, yeah, I don't. I, I I'm. I don't know. Um, uh, he. I find him to be a really interesting character in the in this whole thing. Um, and he's not a bad guy. He's a good. You know, he's like a good guy. He's just. He just was in, in a lot of weird situations. It's good. Um, yeah. Anyway. Um, so yeah, we're about halfway done with it, and that kind of makes me sad because hopefully basketball will start when this is over. I don't know. I hope so. I don't know. I just want any sports right now. I know. Um, they're, doing, they're doing some golf things. I don't know, but anyway, back to the Jordan thing. No, it's all right. Um, we, we, that's a good transition because the one sport we do have uh, right now that, that we're following is... Uh, MTV's the challenge. It is the best sport right now. I agree. Uh, although this this week's challenge didn't have a challenge, I thought I was going to give you a nice five minutes to rant about that, but it, apparently you're uh, you're not that upset about it. So how did how, how did your challenge experience go this week? So as I was watching the first fifteen to twenty minutes of this episode, I already like knew that by the end of it we wouldn't gonna get an elimination just the way things were playing out okay they spent they spent a lot of time on uh two dramatic uh personal things right uh jenna and uh zach's relationship and then also kayla and bear's relationship and that took up pretty much half the show all right can we can we break those two relationships down real quick because i just want to get your perspective on them um sure let's start with um, with Jenna and Zach, um, where, where so, do you come out on them? Um, they've been together for a long time, and every freaking season they're fighting. And uh, Jack or uh, Zach uh, basically treats her like shit. Yes, he's and a. She, mi- just, he, he, she just takes it. Right. Uh, and she just keeps coming back for more, no matter what. Um. They are engaged now. Okay. As like a future note. Well, uh, that's good to know because I, I I really like outside of their relationship. I really like like I actually like Zach. I he's like one of the guys I'll actually root for because I think he's like I think he just plays the game. I think he, he does it all correctly. He's like, look, this is this is how it is. I'm gonna do my best to stay afloat. But if you throw me in, I guess I deal with it. You know, he's like that kind of guy. 
Yeah. Uh, he's also kind of a disappointment. Like he can quit on you at at, at notice, which is not my favorite thing. It's also not. Um, what's his name's favorite thing? TJ. Uh, TJ. TJ doesn't like it. But. Um, yeah, he's like, all right. I've been hearing some things in the house. Yeah. Does but, anyone want to quit? Uh, I'm so, glad she didn't quit, but but I also think that Zach is a manipulative asshole about this relationship, and I get it because I'm not sticking up for it. But I know, like, when I've been in a relationship, and I know I'm in a relationship, and it's like really good, and it's not gonna probably get much better than this. But I don't want to be in it. Uh, you just start finding reasons to blame somebody for shit that that they don't really do because you're trying to you're trying to get a reason to get out. I mean, it could be fear of commitment. It could be whatever. But that's obviously what he keeps doing with her. And uh, I feel bad for her because she's obviously, like, really likes him and loves him. And what they, you said they're engaged. That's good. But I'm glad she didn't leave the show. I think that was a, a good move for her. Well, I thought the scene where uh, Tori and Jordan were, like, talking to her about it. And Tori was like, yeah, you just go. You know? And then Jordan was like, no, this is like, you can deal with this when you leave. He knows you're here. He's like being an asshole. I wouldn't even talk to him till, uh, you know, till you got back. He's going to be there when you get back. So you might as well just talk about it then. I thought that was like a good advice by uh, Jordan, who's, who is a dick in, him, in himself. <laughs> yeah. But, he is, but he, you know, I, I don't like Jordan, but I respect Jordan. He's a dick, but he is who he is. There's no... Yeah, he's he, an amazing, he's a physical specimen. Yeah, but he... This guy, guy can do anything. And he's only got one hand. And yeah. it's like, I mean, but like there's no, there's no um, hiding it. He's like, you know, like I, I like Wes and Bananas, but they're like, half of their whole persona is just or half 80% of their whole persona is just playing this playing games and throwing smoke signals and this and that and I love that that's fine but I like a guy who's just straight up like a G who's like this is what I do right yeah. you know um, so then so then at the end of the when we get to the tribunal well, wait, before, oh yeah keep going sorry, sorry they get to pick and so Donnie basically says, all right, Jenna's going to be in the tribunal because now everyone in the house thinks that she wants to go home and she's just going to go into the elimination and, like, lose it on purpose. So what was your thoughts on that pick? I thought it was interesting. I loved it. Yeah, because now she can, like, choose who she wants to go in against if she does want to leave or she could just live to fight another day. I may be misreading it, but I thought it was such a solid on, on Nani's part. I well, thought... they obviously had... I wish they showed us the conversation because it was obviously talked about ahead of time. Because uh-huh. you know Jordan, like, wanted... Uh, Tori. His girl in. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're like... They're, I mean, taking everything I just said about Jordan, he, they're also psychopaths. Like, there's no... When I say that he's, like, at least straightforward... He's not even. I just don't think that they, those two, he and Tori, can control it. Like you, you, there's no. Everybody can see right through them that they only yeah. care about this, and so it's hard to make friends that way. 
So it's going to be interesting to see if she really does want to be there. I mean, I, I'm, I don't think Jenna offers anything anymore. Like I'm kind of over her as like part of the challenge, but this type of shit, like I love, I thought I was like all into, I was just sitting here watching like this drama unfold. And I'm like, I feel bad for her. And I'm like all into this. And then I'm like 45 minutes into the show. And I'm like, shit, I'm not going to get an elimination. <laughs> um, but I was loving it. And now how about uh, Kayla and Bear? All right, so then we have this other relationship now where, like, Bear wants to, like, hook up with Kayla, and she's, like, struggling to figure out because she's got a boyfriend. Who she's uh, lived with for, like, two years. Yeah. Um, you could really see, like, how pissed Kayla was. Like, a lot of the times when you watch, like, these arguments and stuff on the challenge, like, it's, like, challenge angry. Yeah. And this one, like, seemed, like, really, like, pure anger. Uh, like, when she, she was alone with... Like, I don't know where she went with him. It was, like, some random part. I was trying to figure out where they were. Uh, they were, like, outside of the bunker or something. I don't know where the hell they were. Um, when she was... He was coming up and trying to tell her that he didn't have anything to do with the, the, the pictures being up on the ceiling and all this stuff. Like, she was really, like, yelling at him, and he was, like, not getting it. Yeah, well, he's not the world's brightest guy. He was just like, okay, she really is mad. Maybe I should just go step away for a minute. Yeah. Um, but I like that she, at first, thought it was, like, a sweet, funny thing, and then just went off fucking nuclear. And that's, like... When you know you found the right cast member for the challenge, <laughs> someone could just like just go nuts in a matter of two seconds. Well, from oh, that's so sweet, and then all of a sudden, like fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> you think that's more when you find? You think that's the per- more perfect character or the person that could live with someone for two years and then the drop of a dime uh, hook up with like the world's biggest manho? Um, just you know, on a whim. She, you're right. She's she. It's good casting. Um, um. So another. So we get to the challenge, which is a Fast and the Furious thing. Um, trying to tie in with the new movie, which was supposed to come out, but coronavirus changed it. Um, is it is so that the, is that the single biggest disappointment of coronavirus for you? <laughs> There's a lot of movies that were supposed to come out that I'm like fucking pissed that I can't see right now. Um, but uh, so, what did you think of the challenge? Because uh, I love, I kind of loved like all the the drama. This was like a, a very dramatic episode. Yeah, that was it. There were so many people yelling at each other. Well, you love that Josh screwed up. And then, yeah, the, my favorite part of it when Josh, like, kicks off the puzzle piece at the very beginning and doesn't realize it. And then they tell him, and he's screaming at the top, like, no! <laughs> I did not do that! And then they keep cutting back to the footage of him knocking it up. Yeah. No, I liked it. I, I'm with you. I thought it was good. Um, and but I. Looks also, there's so many, like, things that happened even though it was kind of repetitive right the challenge 
there's so many things that happen that, like, once again, uh, Corey fucking couldn't finish anything. Right. That guy cannot finish anything. <laughs> so Look, then the, everybody the, falls into character because you have that. You have. I'll let you go. All right, go ahead. Keep going down the line because well, I was gonna. No, I was gonna have you comment. So the big fight now is that everyone thinks that Jenna is gonna blow the finals. So there's a conspiracy theory, I guess, going around that everyone thinks that all these girls are gonna tank to get into the elimination. Uh, comes full steam into our buddy uh, Nelson. What's, Nelson. Yeah, that's where I was going. Um, so you can take it from there. So he so just blow, he just blows up. He's he's one of these people I was talking about that watch that like coronavirus video and then all of a sudden think that everybody's out to give them autism instead of real vaccines and goes you know like and just takes it to DefCon five when really it's just something that's brewing in his knucklehead of his you know. So when he, he watched this. On Wednesday, he had to have known he looked terrible. Yeah, yeah. Um, but guys like that, they're so. I mean, I imagine they're just like, whatever. It was he's the moment. I didn't, you know, you know, like. I don't think there's a lot of self-reflection going on. But well, here's here's the thing. I understand you're a competitive person, and even if she did like do something to like change the outcome, like you could be pissed. But it's a woman's elimination. Yeah. Like, why are you getting... It just I don't doesn't know. affect you in any way. It's quite... Other than the fact that you didn't win and you couldn't have been in the tribunal. Yep. Um, it doesn't matter because you're not going in either way. It's quite a um, duo, him and, and... It's quite a partnership he and Corey have. It's like, no, no one of those two can't get anything done. Uh, I was also fascinated by the last turn with... Um, that uh, with with Jordan and the new girl, what's her name? Oh, the one who has the blanket of the pictures of her and her boyfriend. And, yeah. And her boyfriend Swaggy refers to himself in the third person is already in it. Um, and how she, I, I, you knew this was coming from the minute they introduced her. That she's like everyone's like, don't mess with her. She's she's a firecracker, you know. And the minute she, like they didn't do well. She starts screaming at everybody else and, you know, not taking any responsibility when she's the one that, you know, it's, you know, mostly her fault that it didn't wind up working out. And you can yeah, see he's like, you had, he's like, you had to go back down and get a piece. Like, it's, that's the thing. It's like people like that, like, she, I didn't understand. She's like, you did this already. We should have won. But. You know, it was a different he, side of the. It was a different puzzle. Yeah, and, and yeah, exactly. And that's number one. Number two, she's um, they would like because she screwed up. They wouldn't have won anyway. So it's like, why allow yourself to get that turned turned up about it? It's like, I don't. I mean, I guess like you said, this is the casting. This is the people they want. But you just put a big X on your back when you do that stuff. Yeah. So. And I kind of felt like she was waiting to erupt all season. So. The whole episode was a lot of fights. It may have something to do with them being in this bunker and not being able to like go in a pool and stuff like they normally are. That's like, that's oh. a good point. You know, I, maybe they maybe they did that on purpose like that. You're right. Um, no, they're not getting any sun or any sort of sunlight or anything really until they go to these challenges. 
Um, I was listening to Johnny Bananas on the Ringer Thing podcast, and he was telling us, he was like telling them, he's like, yeah, it was, it was really bad. Like they were just stuck in this bunker with like nothing to do. I gotta listen to that. Um, so I just want to say one thing too about the producers and stuff. Um, when the lady came out and was like talking to Jay in the beginning about like the roles, like he was all like obviously concussed and fucked up. Yeah. Uh, and she was just like, what do you mean? You don't understand. Like she was kind of being a dick. Yeah, I, I forgot about I, I forgot about the whole opening with Jay. What did you make of all that? Do you think that he was concussed, or do you think he was kind of putting it on a little bit because he was getting his ass kicked? Like, what do you think? I definitely think like he waved off medical attention because he, you know, said that he had something to prove. He's a big fan of the show. He knows that. He knows like kind of like what you need to do to come back. Uh, on other episodes or other seasons. Mm -hmm. Um, So he was playing it up that way, I believe. But he was definitely still fucked up. Okay. Yeah, I kind of thought to do, I don't want to call anyone a faker, but it it did, but I also, I'm always skeptical when you can conveniently start forgetting rules to things when you're getting your ass kicked. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it wasn't like he forgot the rules right after. He forgot the, he said he forgot the rules like, after the third try when he didn't get it. And it's like, wait, I don't, like, he had like all this like sand in his mouth and like, like, Hey, are you okay? He's like, yeah, I'm fine. He goes, do you want some water? He goes, no, I don't want any water. Like, why not take the water? <laughs> you have um, sand in your mouth. Yeah. Um, and then he just basically didn't want to get hit again. So every time they started the, um, challenge like I feel like I was watching this challenge trying to figure out what the strategy would be and I feel like for Jay because I don't think he had to like go straight at the bucket like they had like a couple rings where where basically the Rogan had to stand in one ring and Jay could use the outside ring and once he crossed over to go to the basket, like that's when Rogan can like grab him. Mm-hmm. So if Jay like just basically ran around the circle and tired him out. Oh, I see. They're, they're doing some shit on the riff right now. I feel like someone's gonna come crashing through my. Well, head. we're almost but, done. I, I I want you to finish your point because I think I, I I just enjoy that you put this kind of effort and time into thinking how you're gonna Yeah, you I was like watching it. I'm like. I was trying to figure out what the after you got like handed your ass like that by going straight at him, like what would be the strategy on your next on your next one? I like I like where your head's at. I like where you're thinking. That's good. And I'm like, oh, what if he just like kept running around in a circle trying to wait until Rogan got tired and then like got an angle? Like you just like all of a sudden you found the angle and you're like, boom, let's you know go in there. Um, but then, like, when they were trying to tell her, tell them the rules, they were saying that once, like, the ball hits the ground, it's over. But I didn't, I didn't get that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. So some of the rooms were, some of the rules were a little uh, wishy-washy, but. But I guess we're going to get another couple episodes of the format not being 
because um, we're gonna have the next episode is gonna start with the boating, right? So we're gonna we're gonna be going on to this next thing. Now the challenge, like, right? Yeah, so we're gonna caught we're kind of caught in the middle. We're gonna have no we'll have a challenge in the beginning, and then hopefully, yeah. Um, and then TJ keeps saying that you don't know how many more opportunities you're gonna get to get this red skull. So like, you shouldn't go after the person that has the red skull. You should just go in separately, right? Um, so what's that? What's going to happen there? Are they going to just know. like I like, like I like the, I like the twist. I do like that. I I like knowing that, like like all of a sudden, like they're just going to like have like a purge and like take out a bunch of people. Who? Yeah, maybe. I didn't even think about that. I don't know. It's it's good. What? Um. Yeah. But overall, what's you like this season's pretty good, right? Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm into it. I'm I'm liking it. Uh. Again, I think I'm liking it way more because of what we're stuck with right now. But I was going to ask you this: This is what I was going to. Do you think? Do you think that they edited it this way because of? Do you think they changed the editing because of being like nothing being on? Like this, it trends number one on Twitter now. It's like somewhat more popular, I think, than it's been. Do you think they they changed the editing to make these episodes more drawn out because of that, or? You think this is already in the can? They're like, we're good. Um, no, I don't think they stretched it out. Uh, in ter- I'm sure they had a finite amount of episodes that they needed to put together. Um, but this one had so many, so much drama. They had to like keep all this stuff in. I got you. Okay. I mean, it, it made the show. All yeah. the drama. I was, I was totally expecting you to be singing a different tune. So this is good. I know. Normally, I am, but I don't know. Cool. Um, All right. Well, I think we were going to talk about the Seinfeld um, stand-up, but we don't really. I mean, it's not like we're going to rehash the jokes, but just wanted to put in a high recommendation. And usually these Netflix, the Netflix stand-ups are usually good. And you're, you know, know, but this one was, it just was never, it never stopped being funny. It was like, and I was saying how everything I've done since I've seen it, like all these jokes that he made, like yesterday or today, I got in the car, was changing the temperature on my side, and we we just started cracking up because we're like, you know, thinking yeah, of jokes he did about that. Okay. And, he, he made the joke uh, about the texting and not having wanting human contact. Yeah, that right. I thought of you. Of course. Um, uh, I we uh, at one point, um, Audrey said to me, "It is what it is," and we just looked at each other, and she goes, "Yeah, I know. I, could, I might as well just blow in your face." Um, that was my favorite uh, segment. It was, was so like, it was so on point though. It was so good. When he just was like, "Business is business." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he does that whole rant. Yeah, it's really good. It really is. He's so clever. Like he's just yeah. you know, that's the thing. I saw my mom about because we she like like my parents liked it a lot, and we just kept saying he's just so clever. Um, you, when he said he was sixty five, were you? Just like, I know. Totally weirded me out. Like, dude, that guy looks nothing. He does not look sixty-five. Well, he looks. He's obviously gotten some stuff done. Cause he looks like he looks like Chris Cuomo. Like his hair looks like you know. He's, some things have happened. He's done some work. You think? A little bit, yeah. I don't know. I can't see him doing work. But, hey, I could be wrong. Um, and the other thing, Audrey kept I saying. I think when you have a lot of money, uh-huh. your stress level is. Not as high. I think that that is an 
a very incorrect statement. <laughs> okay. I don't know from experience, but I do know that I think that that's wrong. Um, okay. It's so funny because we were watching it and the first couple jokes he made, Audrey kept going, he's got the same delivery as G. I was like, yeah, well, there's a lot of time spent watching this guy. Yeah. Um, so anyway. All right. Well, look, successful show. We had a guest. We had two guests. It was great. Thanks to those guys. Uh, if you, what are you, doing? you have anything exciting you're doing this weekend? No. Um, I am trying to finish my taxes and get out thank you cards to doctors. Nice. You know, really exciting stuff. Um, I did find an... I did get takeout yesterday at a place that I had when I was in the hospital. Um, and I'm going to totally butcher the name. Uh, it's like Topayeka or something. It's like gourmet, uh, gourmet, um, actually the bag's right here. Uh, Chipotle. It's like a little bit better Chipotle. Got it. Oh, this is good. I went to, uh, did I tell you I went to that? Chicago pizza place? No, wait, it's Tequoia, it's called. Tequoia. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, I've Really good. It's like all organic Mexican. So you went to the, you went to the pizza place? Yeah, last Saturday I got a pizza from there. How was it? It was, it was really good. Like deep dish? Gino, Gino's East. They got a, a famous Chicago uh, restaurant. Uh, I guess did a satellite uh, restaurant here in Los Angeles, and it's delicious I'm not a huge deep dish yeah guy, but it was really good well I'm curious about your order you ordered a whole pizza well nine inch okay all right well I was wondering if you just get a I mean, why not just get a large and then put it in the fridge and have it for you know yeah I should have I don't know it's I a got lot, like a little nine inch pizza. Uh, nine inch pizza hmm. uh, whatever the uno pizzeria uno cool um, it was really good though. Well, that's good. All right then. Uh, On that note, I don't know. I'm playing a charity poker tournament tomorrow. Yeah. So what's that about? Who? Who? Like, what? What's your charity? I don't know. I got to figure out what the charity is. So, so you have to find a charity to play for? No, no, no. Like this girl who works for the World Poker Tour is a friend of ours. Um. I guess wanted to set this up. She had this guy going to poker stores, poker stars, and uh, set up a, basically like a home game. And you basically Venmo, and it, like I guess all the proceeds are going to charity, some okay. sort of COVID release, some something thing. So, so let's just say it's a hundred dollar buy-in. You're basically giving a hundred dollars to charity. Yeah, it's twenty dollars. Okay. It's $20 plus whatever donation you want to do. Okay. So you, you're, you're not going to, you can't win any money. You can just win money for this charity. No, they have a couple, uh, they have a couple gift cards. If you, uh, there's a couple people, um, that are in the tournament mm -hmm. that if you knock them off, you get like a gift card. Okay. So like there's a couple specific people. Are they like professionals? Um, no, I guess they just picked a couple random, uh, Melissa, I guess is one of them and some other person. So if you kick them out of the tournament by winning a hand, you win like a gift card. Oh, cool. 
Oh, fun. Well, good luck. We'll, we'll root for you. All right, no problem. Fun. That sounds like a fun Saturday night. Good for you. I know. I'm going to figure out how this all works so we can do our own uh, home game. Awesome. I can't wait. Uh, all right. Well, thanks for doing this. We'll, I guess we'll uh, talk to everyone next week. If you have a kid that you want to pimp out on the radio, just let us know. We'll ask them lots of nice, safe questions like we did today. Yeah. And, uh, and I guess we'll talk next week. All right. All right. Yeah.